One, two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. It's your host, Scott Needham. I am an Amazon seller, and sometimes I think I'm a decent speaker, but I'm going to give you an example where I was not the best speaker. Okay, so I'm going to tell you how I came across this guest. So about six months ago, I joined Kevin King's Billion Dollar Seller Summit, and what I loved about what he did was he let the audience pick who the best speaker was and they were going to get a cash prize. And I was like, okay, this makes it a lot of fun. Like this is a game. And I'm not kidding. I brought out some of my best stuff. I was like, this has helped me more in my business than a lot of other things. And guys, out of about 12 people, I think I took like fifth, maybe fourth. I don't know. Probably fifth. Yeah. But guess what? You guys get to hear the fifth best speaker all the time. This is my podcast, but I have with me the person that won it all. I have Ridu Java from PPC Ninja. We're going to talk about what a few of the things that she talked about on that summit. And so you guys are in for a treat. This is probably one of my better intros that I've ever done. Welcome. Oh my God. This is a great intro. Thank you so much. (laughs) I mean, your humility is like, shining through like i i thought your your talk was amazing so (laughs) thank you thank you thank you well it's something that maybe i can expand upon and get a little bit better at delivering it so that next time at kevin king's summit i take the lead honestly i love that he did that competition because it got me more interested yeah and you do want the speakers to like show up with their best and we could probably talk even more like it seems like you know this is like a common thing in life or say you like learn a new word and then you're like you start hearing that word everywhere right yeah and that happens with people especially if you're like an industry like you see someone you're like wait i'm like seeing this name like in multiple places yeah that's how i felt like with you because i started seeing other people talk about you or having you as a guest and you were invited to speak at amazon's conference at Accelerate, which was actually just last week. And it was an awesome conference. I was very happy that I went and I'm glad that Amazon put it together. They've been doing seller stuff for about a decade. I went to like a strategic sellers conference like nine, 10 years ago. This is way better what they have right now. Well, let's jump into the meat of it. So, and maybe we'll even ask you about your background, but you work with advertising, you think about, you know, ways to improve advertising and the speech that you gave, you talked about chat GPT. Yes. And it's not often that I think I'm going to learn something new, but I think we're going to learn something new. <laughs> so how does chat GPT help in the PPC game today where like maybe it's just keywords? Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, thanks so much for giving me this opportunity to chat with you today, Scott. It's an honor. And, you know, that talk that I gave at BDSS, Billion Dollar Seller Summit, was about, you know, me using ChatGPT for PPC, for all the different aspects of PPC. And since then, I have kind of evolved in the way I use it. And, you know, mm-hmm. things are getting better both on the ChatGPT side, as well as the way I ask it questions or the way I use it for different aspects of advertising. So, you know, I was just taking like, I was taking stock of, like how much time does AI save me in a month? So, you know, I started counting all the things that we no longer do or that we've got tools to do now with the help of ChatGPT. And so I just counted something like on a very rough scale, something like 500 hours per month is how much I'm saving for my team. 
That is an underestimate. If I actually count everything we do with ChatGPT, it's probably more, but 500 hours easily, you can do the math on how much that is in dollar amounts. It's just the thing to do. Now, a lot of people know and are impressed by ChatGPT and generative AI in general, but the thing is that they're not actively using it. They might use it once in a while to maybe edit an email or something or say improve that or but if you want to use it actively, there's some serious things that you can do. And maybe I can talk about a few of them today. So let me just jump into what the state of generative AI space is today. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So we started this year with ChatGPT 3.5. And since then, GPT-4 has come out. Plugins came out. Web browser plugins came out. And then they were taken away. Then Auto GPT came out. Then God Mode came out. And then now we have something called Code Interpreter, which has been recently renamed to Advanced Data Analysis. Now, what is Code Interpreter? This is ChatGPT on steroids. So if anyone here is using ChatGPT, make sure to go to your settings and enable Advanced Data Analysis. That's the setting you want in your beta features. Okay. So what is this and how is it different? The way it's different is that a lot of times ChatGPT tries to hallucinate, which is this idea that it picks up some sort of random response and is convinced that that's the right answer for you and it just presents it to you as though that's the truth. Turns out that's not always the case. It's just hallucinating. To avoid the hallucination, especially with numbers, you want to use ChatGPT to do code generation, which then does the analysis that you want it to do, right? So if you just ask ChatGPT, give me the answer, 2 plus 2 is what? It's probably going to give you a different answer each time. However, if you ask ChatGPT code interpreter or advanced data analysis to write code, which then processes two plus two, you're going to get the right answer. I just gave you a simplistic example, but that's how it works. Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, so this is a game changer and we've been using it for almost everything. Like yesterday I was doing some analysis with search query performance report. And I was also doing some analysis with analysis for n-gram and n-gram analysis using your search term data. And I asked it to separate that out into n-grams. Basically, an n-gram is like a word frequency cloud, but with single words, double words, and triple words that, you know, it can find as patterns across a large list of search terms. And then mm -hmm. it also gives you the aggregate numbers for those collections. So let's say you have 10 keywords that have the word toddler in them. Now, mm -hmm. independently, each of these long-tailed search terms or keywords might be generating one click each, for example. And you might think, oh, it's just one click. I don't have a toddler product, but it's only one click. It's okay. However, collectively, the word toddler is appearing across multiple long-tailed keywords, and so it's adding up to quite a bit. Now, if you just negated that word toddler, you would save a lot of money collectively. But how do you know that? It's very hard to know it by just looking at lots and lots of data, but you can feed that information to ChatGPT and it will give you an n-gram analysis. So I use ChatGPT fairly regularly. I enjoy it. You know, I know some of its limitations. I have never given it data. And yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people are probably in the same camp that they've like, you know, they've punched a few things in, but they've never like gave it a spreadsheet. How do you do that? Yeah, so that's the trick here. In order to upload a file to ChatGPT, you need advanced data analysis. That is okay. a setting. Yeah, the moment you pick that setting, then you can upload a whole file and then ask it to analyze it. And then you can interact with that 
data that it has in its memory and keep asking questions. So for the, the entirety of that session, you can keep asking questions based on the file that you've just uploaded. All right. Yeah, so that's actually pretty next level. It, this wasn't there when we were chatting back in February. Okay. Yes, yeah, so this is brand new and I've been using it a lot. In fact, my default mode now is this one, the advanced data analysis. So it's pretty good. Like I think there's a few, so there's a search query performance report. Yep. There's also just your advertising data, you know, yes. like uh, uh, you just give it like bids, impressions, what you've paid money on. I understand the n-gram analysis, but like you could probably find a few things that you might be able to negate, but I think we're right there. there. Is there more you can do? Yeah, there's actually a lot you can do. ChatGPT is really good with generating code and generating Google Sheets formulas. So any kind of translation of just general requirements into code is very easy for ChatGPT. So for example, if you want to process a lot of data on a Google Sheet, and you want it to do certain things with certain columns, what you can do is you can describe those columns to it and say, hey, I want a month over month analysis of three months worth of data that I have in three different tabs. And this is what these tabs are named. And I want to generate a fourth tab that compares my sales across three months. And then I want to create a chart that just does the month over month analysis. So it can actually give you the formulas that you can then cut and paste directly into the fourth tab and mm -hmm. then everything just works. So that's one way of using ChatGPT for slightly advanced purposes. Another way is to ask it to create app script code. Now, what is app script? App script is a JavaScript code that can live inside your Google Sheet. Everybody has it, probably didn't realize, but it's there. So within Google Sheets, there is a extensions so in google sheets there's a menu that says extensions click on that and then you go to app script and then you can actually copy and paste code that will act on your sheet and give you some results maybe in a different tab or it just processes the same tab mm -hmm. so this is something that you can do fairly easily with the help of chat gpt now you might not know programming i know a very basic amount of programming like i'm an engineer by background so i know the rough constructs and I know logic, I can can understand a little bit of code, but I'm not a programmer. So for me to read app script code and make any sense of it is close to impossible. And yet I have used app script codes to generate a lot of micro tools on Google Sheets fairly easily. The way you do it is you need to describe the problem in quite a lot of detail, right? You need to say that I have this sheet, it has these columns, and now you can actually give the sheet itself to ChatGPT. Like you can actually upload the header. Mm -hmm. It can ingest whatever you have in your base sheet and say, now I want to create a new tab and I want this sort of analysis to happen on this new tab. And it will then generate app script code if you want it to generate app script code. And then you simply copy that code and then dump it into app script. Then you run it. And then you might find some errors coming out. So you can just copy that error and throw it right back to ChatGPT. It's going to apologize to you. Oh, yes, I did this, blah, blah, blah. And it will give you an updated code. You keep trying that till you get it, right? Now, you don't even need to invest time in understanding that code. All you need to do is keep returning those errors back. And hopefully, you should be able to get code working. What are some example micro tools that someone should be thinking about in this context? 
Yeah, so an easy one is a any kind of month over month analysis. So I'm a big believer of trends versus snapshots. Uh, you know, like if you download any kind of data from Amazon, let's say a business report, you're not going to get too many insights out of it just by looking at that one month's worth of data. But now if you stitch that together with two months of data, three months of data, four months of data, now you can start to build trends. You can see whether your, your sales are going up or they're going down per SKU, right? So that might be one way of asking ChatGPT to generate trends that can be present in a new sheet. And all you need to do is download, let's say five or six months of business report data, upload it to different tabs, and then say to ChatGPT to pick up the sales trend on a SKU by SKU basis and dump that trend data into a new sheet. And then you can create a chart from it. So that way you can get SKU-based analysis over time. I think sales trends are obvious, yeah. but I have to imagine that like, what are the other trends? Like if you're doing business reports, then you can start tracking like a conversion rate. Yes. Yeah, and exactly. Like, so, but then you're saying what is the conversion rate over time? Yes. You know, first you, because the, uh, the aggregate conversion rate over time is already there in the sales and traffic report, but yeah. if you do it at, at a skew level, then it's a different thing altogether. And once you have all this data, you can also kind of do, you can basically massage your data and have charts and things like that. You can also connect Looker Studio and have it read Google Sheets so that you can have better visualizations. Many ways to go about it. Like the sky's the limit. I'll give you another example of a tool that I created recently using ChatGPT. And this is a backend keyword tool where I'm basically using a bunch of different tools to generate a list of words that I know should be present on my listing somewhere, either in the title, in the bullet points, or in the backend search term field or keywords field, whatever they call it now. So I've generated this tool where it creates a word frequency cloud. It counts up words that you feed it. So let's say I picked up 10 competitors and fed all of their words on their listings into this tool. And it boils that down to just a list of single words with the frequency. I want to make sure that the words that I use very frequently across multiple competitors listings should be present on mine. Now I could also give it additional, you know, direction to say, Hey, remove any kind of connecting words. It knows all that, right? If you say remove connecting words, it's just going to delete it. You, you don't have to even say which ones you can just give one example. You can say like for and the and a and stuff like that. It's going to clean up that list and boom, you've got a very nice list of words that you can then compare against your existing listing and whatever's left over is stuff that you can put in your backend. And you're using like, this is all chat GPT oriented using that data analyzer. Yes. I'm using the advanced data analysis tool. Advanced yeah. data analysis. That's yeah. where you're getting, you're bringing in data and you're yeah. like spit stuff out. Yeah. And this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it sounds pretty interesting. Like it sounds like fun. It sounds approachable. <laughs> it is approachable. It is. It is just, it's gotten better and better. And uh, you know, once you start uploading stuff and just asking it questions, yeah. you'll get better at asking the right questions because at the end of the day, everything is, you know, dependent on how you ask. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big fan of like data movement. Yeah. We're working on a product right now. That's kind of like a brand analysis and you're taking your top products versus your top competitor and just do like a head to head. 
And actually, it's all about like, okay, you know, you can tell me the sales rank of one product versus another, but like, I want to know what, how's it move? That's the story. Not just like, you know, this person's beating someone else, but like, okay, this one's beating someone else and they're gaining more space or they're closing the gap. I think that's pretty cool. Okay, you can do this to help find negative keywords faster. Do you ever do this to like change bid recommendations? No. So bid recommendations, we actually have our own software, so we don't need need to because our software is already very sophisticated. It uses data sufficiency. So I wouldn't use look back windows for doing bid adjustments because look back windows are inaccurate. There are some fast moving keywords and slow moving keywords, fast moving keywords. They have too much data in the look back window, whereas slow moving keywords don't have enough data in the look back window. So we actually do a different way. So I don't use ChatGPT for bid adjustments, okay. but other things that I use ChatGPT for. I can give a few more examples. Let's talk about combining it with some of the Helium 10 tools, which I know a lot of people have Helium 10. So let's say you use the ASIN Grabber tool and you pick up a bunch of competitors, right? You've got a list of competitors. Let's say your goal is to create a product targeting ad and you want to go after your competitors. Mm -hmm. So it's not wise to go after all the competitors that show up on page one. There's got to be some assessment of whether they are strong or weak as compared mm -hmm. to your own listing. And only the ones where you have a good chance of conversion are the ones that you want to go a little bit more aggressively on. Whereas those ASINs that have like 10,000 reviews and have been around for a while and they're well known and stuff. If you try to target them at a high bid, there's a pretty high chance that you may not convert. So what I created with ChatGPT's help is an ASIN sorting hat, which basically says, these are my criteria. I have this list of ASINs, which I basically download the ASIN grabber and I upload it to ChatGPT through the advanced data analysis tool. And then I say, separate these out into three buckets with high, medium, and low risk. And my criteria is price, review rating and review count. And here is my price, here is my review rating, and here is my review count. So it will do a comparison and split those out into three buckets. And now you can go with confidence on the low hanging fruit, the low risk ones, and kind of be conservative on the bids that you place on the extremely high risk ASINs. That way you're starting with a much cleaner list of targeting, which is any little thing you can do to improve your advertising will go a long way. You know, if you're just general about it, then well, you're going to get kind of general results, sometimes good, sometimes bad. It's not really predictable. So the more control you have over your targeting and shave off even a little bit of inefficiencies, that's a better way to do advertising mm -hmm. than just, you know, letting the system do its thing. That's very interesting. That's another micro tool. <laughs> it is. It is a micro tool. And it's part of SOPs now <laughs> where we use this. Another kind of very easy way of using ChatGPT is to convert broad matches into broad match modifiers. Broad match modifiers are a much better way of going after keywords because, you know, nowadays even exact match is no longer an exact match. Exact mm -hmm. match is matching to all kinds of words. Wasn't that announced just like last week? Yeah, it was kind of. I mean, people realized it about last week or so, but it's been happening, especially on sponsored brands. It's been kind of like weird. Okay. The way, yeah, the matches have been a little bit off. But anyway, because I noticed that it was matching to Korean words and Chinese words and things like that, which oh, is right. kind of weird. 
actually not a bad thing if it's like a Maybe. match of like yeah so i mean it's just a matter of control right so it's like broad match modifiers basically need a plus sign in front of each word you could create a formula in google sheets to add those plus signs or you could just use chat gpt you could just upload a list of keywords and say convert the, these into broad match modifiers which basically means add a plus sign in front of all the words. So if it's a long tail keyword, it's going to add a plus in front of every word. And it's easy. I mean, it saves you so much time. I've never heard someone talk about broad match modifiers. Uh -huh. Like, let's just say we're selling pickleball paddles. How would you use a broad match modifier? Yeah, so broad match modifier basically means that if you put a plus sign in front of any of the words in your long tail keyword, then Amazon needs to make sure that the buyer search term must contain those words that you have marked. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. a, you're still doing broad match, but you're right. like, okay, but your broad match, you at least got to have this. Yes, yes. Because otherwise the tendency is to match it with a synonym or a different kind of word. Uh, that defeats the purpose because you don't want Amazon to use its own kind of super broad synonym based match because you've done your research, you figured that these words need to be present. And then, you know, with the broad match, it just goes crazy. So broad match modifier has always been our choice. Like we've been using it for two years, believe it or not, even before it became a thing uh, in the sense that Amazon only announced it for sponsored brands, but we use it for sponsored products too. We try to future proof ourselves. So we've always been doing BMMs. Anyway, so broad match modifier will be a much cleaner way of getting broad matches, making sure that the word is actually present in the buyer search. So that's how it works. ChatGPT has a lot of uses. There's another really cool one that we love. This is basically generating sponsored brand headline ads that are very targeted. So to give you an example, let's say you have 500 keywords and you want to generate sponsored brand headline ads, where would you start, right? Sponsored brand ads, generally speaking, Amazon wants you to believe that it is for brand building, which means they encourage you to put like super broad and just like kind of your brand story kind of words, you know, very high level, fuzzy wuzzy, <laughs> you know, like we help you improve your life or something like that. Yeah, they, but they don't give you a lot of space. Like we're talking just a couple of words. That's enough, actually. Those 50 characters that they give you, the headline, if it is highly targeted, which means that your choice of keywords and your choice of headline is highly targeted, highly matched, you're going to see much better conversion rates, much better click-through rates and much better conversion rates. To give you an example, let's say you are selling something like living room furniture. You've got a sofa, you've got like some side tables and some couches and things like that. So if you're targeting the word living room furniture, right, you want to make sure that the word living room and furniture, that those words are present in your headline. So for example, you could say something like living room furniture that meets your style or meets your budget or something like that which basically includes the word that they typed in. So there's an immediate reinforcement of the thought process. You're like, oh, I typed this. And the first thing that showed up, the first ad that showed up had the same thing. It was reflecting back to me what I was searching. So how do you kind of reverse engineer that buyer intent? Well, you go after clusters of words that you know will be met with the headline that you pick. So what we do is we feed ChatGPT a list of hundreds of keywords and we do a two-step process. We say, 
group these words into highly related clusters. So it's going to go through that list. It understands the language and it can cluster them up into groups of five to 10 words that then you can say uh, as a second prompt, you can say, now give me an appropriate headline under 50 characters because that's the length you're allowed under 50 characters that includes at least one of these words or a closely related variant of this word in this cluster. So it does an amazing job of finding the right words to describe what's in that cluster of keywords. Mm -hmm. It just improves your chances of success at a higher click-through rate, a higher conversion rate. I really like that kind of bottom of funnel advertising. Top of funnel is great for like really big brands who are kind of need to spend money on the upper funnel. Whereas this kind of bottom of funnel approach is where the majority of Amazon sellers need help. That's where you should spend your time. That's where you should. And yes, you should kind of blend in a little bit of upper funnel, especially as you grow and become a memorable brand and so on. But like I said, majority of Amazon sellers, like 80, 90% of Amazon sellers are the ones that want yeah. ROAS based advertising, not just, you know, brand awareness kind of thing. So, yeah, so that's how these are small things that you can use ChatGPT for to kind mm -hmm. of shave off inefficiencies and improve your advertising outcomes. Now, do you share your micro tools with people? I have in the past. I have shared the backend keyword tool. That could be a side business altogether. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this is, uh, you know, we're on a mission. We are on a mission to create 100 tools, and we've done quite a few of them. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fun. Yeah. 100 tools with ChatGPT. Yeah, 100 tools with ChatGPT, yeah. I don't know if it has the ability to, to do everything that I do yet. Half of my job is inspiring young 25-year-olds uh, <laughs> that I work mm -hmm. with. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm teasing, but you know, we can't wait for the day for, I think, auto GPT to, you know, to go next level. It's also scary in a lot of ways, but it that's is, fun. But yeah. Well, Rita, thank you so much. Like you've clearly been very creative. And I think because of this, I'll probably ingest my first spreadsheet into ChatGPT. And like, we're not beginners here. We actually, we were one of the first to build the AI listing creators. Mm -hmm. We've been worth this early on. I think I last November, I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. this is cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can build something fun. Mm -hmm. And we did that. Now, nice. uh, the truth is a lot of people have that tool yep. and Amazon's rolled it in. We do layer in some SEO. And so hopefully, you know, we yep. have an edge there, but good conversation. Thank you, Ridu, for showing us how to win on the virtual <laughs> summit. It's been a great year for AI and it's actually been almost an entire year. I think that, you know, the 3.5 came out. Yeah. And so we're excited to see where it keeps going. If people want to learn more, you gave a conversation about a hundred point audit and actually that speech is available online. Is it not? It's not. So this is the um, talk I gave at Amazon Accelerate. They're not leaving that online. No, the, this was like in person. I think this was one of the few hands-on training where, you know, ah. people yeah, came into a room with their laptops and they actually okay. did stuff together. So they did not stream this one live. So you won't okay. be able to get it. However, for your audience, I'm happy to share my 100 point checklist for forwarding yeah. your PPC account. Yeah, no, I'd love to see it. So yeah. send me that link. I'll put it in the show notes. At the end of the day, good advertising yeah. is efficient with money in your business. So sure. yeah. it should be pretty relevant. Well, thank you so much for coming on. 
look forward to seeing you out there in the future. You know, you've done a great job of getting PPC Ninja out there in a very competitive space, might I say. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I just love chatting with people and this is a great <laughs> opportunity and you're yeah. a great conversationist. I really love this conversation. So thank you so much for the opportunity and to your audience. Yeah, I just wanted to say thanks. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm active on LinkedIn, by the way. So if anyone wants to connect there, you can just look up my full name and you'll be able to find me. So Perfect. thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Well, with that, we'll wrap up. That's the pod and we'll see you guys next week. One, two, three. Yeah.